Manx Radio Sport. Good evening and welcome again to Friday Sport Preview on Manx Radio. I'm Rob Pritchard and I hope you've had a wonderful week so far. So coming up this evening, the fastest newcomer in TT history has confirmed he won't be taking part in the races in 2023 and we hear about why. In football, the exciting top-of-the-table clashes across the Manx leagues continue and FCL of Man hope to keep up their recent good form at the bowl tomorrow night. In rugby, two more tough trips across the water beckon for two of the island sides, with the Manx Shield in action locally as well. And in hockey, it's crunch time in the mixed cup competitions, with the semi-finals taking place on Saturday. That is all to come this evening. Well, we'll start with the TT and the fastest newcomer in the race's history has confirmed he won't be taking part in the races in 2023. After making a big impression in his debut this year, Glenn Irwin told me in the past hour why he's decided not to attend next year. You know, I've always said that British Superbikes is, uh, not that I've, I've always said, you know, the fact is British Superbikes is my bread and butter. Um, it's where I've, I've made my name that's kind of opened doors to, to come and take on events like Northwest 200, like Isle of Man TT like Macau um, and the short and simple is that I got made a really uh, attractive offer in terms of machinery and equipment for next year you know to, to join the most successful team um, in PBM Motorsport and I think that gives me the, the best chance to to achieve my goal of becoming British Superbike Champion. The other way of looking at it is uh, I'm a father of very soon to be three um, as in that could be today tomorrow and um, and as a father of three, it's it's probably wrong that that I do these events. Um, and it's not often that we get to think as a father as such. Um, you know, we we always think uh, very much racing racing focus, and we make our decisions uh, in that way. But having the two tickets in front of me, it's I can go down this route where essentially you know it keeps me away from the tt for a couple of years if that's what it may be and that's probably the best thing for my kids you know they they don't know it right now but when they grow up they will appreciate that could you see yourself possibly coming back to tt in future if circumstances allow yeah absolutely um look i, I i'm already looking at it in different ways Connor Cummins just done his fastest ever lap around the, the TT course after a, a two-year break. So I feel we've done, we've we've laid our foundations. This is not a retirement whatsoever. But uh, right now, it's so hard for me to tell you what the future holds. Other than I do hope to be the British Superbike champion next year. Glenn Irwin on his decision not to be taking part in 2023 TT. We wish him all the very best. Let's move on to football now and the exciting battles across the division so far in the Manx Leagues are going to continue this weekend after weather heavily disrupted games last weekend. I think we've got all fingers crossed and I'm sure there are several things crossed on the other side of the desk from me with Tony Meppen who can take a look at this weekend's fixtures. Tony, good evening to you. Good evening to you, Rob. Yeah, it's a little bit of a struggle at the moment, isn't it? We never like to lose near enough a full programme last week. We only had uh, the two games on uh, but hopefully uh, tomorrow it's not looking good and uh, you know speaking to one or two people today of um, looking after good pitches saying that uh, they're a little bit wet so it's not looking good and uh, the one that I'm concentrating on is the Decart Railway Cup um, you know that one's played on Boxing Day and it's usually at the halfway stage of the season and when you look at uh, one of the clubs at the moment has only played four okay they've got four league games to get in before the semi-finals are due and we can always sort of switch it around a little bit and it also depends how the results go Rob but at the moment it's a bit of a problem that we're trying to deal with. 
Well, let's hope it all works out. Let's take a look to uh, Saturday then. All games now kicking off at 2 o'clock instead of half two. And we have six games in the Canada Life Men's Premier League. Yeah, we'll be interested to see how many people get caught out tomorrow, Rob, with this uh, 2 o'clock kickoff because it seems to happen the first week and then they get used to it. Uh, but six games and uh, Laxia against Peel. This is going to be a right duel. Uh, Laxia have uh, picked up of late, uh, got some good results going together. They've got a strong squad for tomorrow. I've seen uh, their potential squad. We'll wait and see what uh, actually makes the field of play at uh, two o'clock, but uh, Peel top of the league, and uh, it's just a shame last week uh, with uh, or the week before, I should say, with um, you know, just the way things have gone a little bit for clubs uh, with not having enough players. And uh, Peel, I know they would have preferred to have played the game against the Georges, but it couldn't happen. Uh, but I think uh, Peel will just take the points away from uh, Laxey Douglas High School, all boys against Russian uh, again. It's down to the squad, isn't it? Because you saw when Mikey Williams and Fura Davies come back in, how strong they were. Uh, but those two guys um, sort of uh, probably back in the FC Alabama selection process. So we'll uh, we'll wait and see how it happens in that one. But all boys are going to find that one uh, really tough. Uh, Moran against St. John's. Uh, St. John's uh, without their talisman, Dean Lees, if he doesn't uh, play. And uh, he's a real threat in front. But they've still got a strong defence in Sam Ingham and also uh, Will Penn-Hulrich. So I'll just go for St. John's to win that. Onken against Douglas Royal. Onken have been impressive in their first season uh, back in or first season in the Premier League because... Uh, the back in if you like the top flight uh, but Douglas Royal still got uh, some good players there so I'd expect Douglas Royal just to sneak that Corinthians and Union Mills could be a right humdinger and it's a while since you've said that because uh, you know Corinthians have been really strong and Union Mills um, to be fair I wouldn't say have come from nowhere Rob but the players that they've got there are really good players and I think uh, Paul Garver's doing a terrific job to get the best out of them and uh, it'll be interesting uh, where this one goes um, you know Corinthians have got one or two sort of uh, players that have been injured should be back in there uh, but again it just depends how uh, they've coped today with training and uh, Ramsey against uh, uh, you, you've just got to go for air uh, just to win it I just think uh, for whatever reason Ramsey are just off the pace at the moment we're dropping a lot of points well, Peel at the top on 16 points and St John's on 15 and then both Air United and Union Mills on 13. But one you did point out just very quickly before we move on, Corinthians, they've only played four games. The only undefeated side in the in the league at the moment, I believe, is the fact that if they manage to pick up points in those games in hand, we could have another horse in the race at the top, couldn't we? Well, yeah, there is. And, um, you know, there's a few of the players that play for FC Isle of Man have uh, had long-term injuries and are now back in training. And uh, whether they're uh, selected over the next uh, two to three weeks, we'll wait and see. But uh, there's some real big games for Corinthians. And if they do sort of get all the points, great. But look at the one they played against the league leaders, Peel. They drew the, that one. So they're there or thereabouts uh, with some good young players in there. Carl Presley's one of them. Uh, Ashton Canson's been superb. But yeah, fingers crossed that we get some football on tomorrow, Rob, because I, I enjoyed it, um, you know, watching uh, St Mary's and stuff. But... You know, you just want to see the top teams uh, sort of getting qualified so we can get this Railway Cup on. Absolutely. Let's quickly move on then. Uh, four games in DPS Limited, Division 2 this weekend, including second versus third. Yes, yeah, a belter this one. And uh, Castletown against uh, Michael. Uh, Castletown, as uh, I've said to you previously, just want to see where all these uh, goal scorers, how they're going to fit in. Uh, they've got five, as far as I'm concerned, centre-forwards and good centre-forwards. So I think uh, Gary Sansby's got a bit of a problem to make it work and um, we'll see how it goes. But uh, against Michael, really impressed and it'd be nice to know from the Michael faithful. That's a good a Michael side as I've seen when I watch them play against uh, St Mary's. Foxdale against uh, Douglas Athletic. Uh, Foxdale's pitch, 
must be in doubt. I know the clubs have been talking to each other to see if maybe can move it. But looking at the league table, doesn't lie, and I think Foxdale will have a win in that. Braddon against Jim's, I go for Braddon. They're getting stronger and stronger, playing some good football, so I can see them taking the points. And Governor's Athletic against D&D is a game that Governor's might be able to sneak something out of it, but I just think uh, Douglaston District will be too strong for them. Very well. Let's take a look at the combination leagues, and it's a packed schedule in Canada Life. Combi won six games there. Yeah, there is six games, and uh, Peel right up uh, the top of the table against uh, Russian. They are competing with against Laxey, so I'm going to go for Peel to win. Russian against Old Boys, it's near enough top against Bottom. You'd have to go for Russian to win that. St John's against Moran. I think uh, St John's, even though they've got uh, the Combination 2 trophy in their cabinet, they're going for the Combi 1 trophy now. And OK, I think they'll win this one, but I think Peel and Russian are just too strong uh, to take that league away from them. Uh, Douglas Royal against uh, Onken, close battle. I'm going to go for Onken just to take that game. Uh, Union Mills against uh, Corinthians, that should be another good game, but I know Corinthians uh, are quite strong in this one. Again, one or two players coming back from injury and air against uh, Ramsey. Um, I just think air might just be able to sneak that. Very well, and then we've got four games in DPS Limited Combi 2. Yeah, Paul Rose against uh, Colby. I'm not too sure of the team that Colby have got because I know one or two players, I think, played in their last first team game, so they might not be uh, able to play in this one. But uh, Paul Rose, watched them recently against St Mary's. They've got good players in there, um, so they'll make it awkward. Just go for Pulley to win that. Then uh, you've got Michael against uh, Castletown. Going to go for Michael to take the three points there. Uh, Jim's against uh, Braddon, go for Braddon to win. And Ramsey Youth Centre against Malou. Malou had a great start, slipped off a little bit. Ramsey Youth Centre have done okay. I'm going to go for Youthy just to take it. Very well, those are the games for Saturday, but we have games as well as usual. On Sunday as well, we have two games in the Canada Life Women's League kicking off at 2pm. Well, obviously, Corinthians and Peel, the big one, occurred last weekend. Corinthians coming out on top by three goals to none. Peel don't play this weekend, crucially either. No, they don't, and uh, they play each other sort of twice um, a season because there was talk of you know splitting the leagues. Uh, you can't split the leagues, you know the way it's gone. And Corinthians thoroughly deserved it, Rob. They they played well and um, they took their goals when they needed to. Uh, it's always a battle. The neighbours aren't they? Douglas Royal against uh, Corinthians. Douglas Royal got younger players in there. I'm not too sure of uh, Corinthians squad. I think they're fully fit from last week. So if they've got the same unit out, then I can see them. Uh, and it's great to see uh, people like Emily Rawlinson, 16 years of age. Erin Snell's in there. I think she's 16, 17. Good players coming through. And in the other game, uh, Castletown against Malou. I know Castletown being in the league a uh, couple of years with the present squad that they've got. But Malou have done well. A lot of hockey players in there. And I just think uh, Malou might just sneak that one. And as ever last, but certainly not least, we've got two games in the Masters football on Sunday. Yeah, Colby against uh, Laxey, that'll be a good game because uh, Colby, I've seen their team recently and it's very, very strong and I think they're the team uh, to look out for at the top of the table. And, you know, Laxey again, if they've got their full quota out, uh, they're a good team, but it just depends how they are. Uh, Corinthians against Douglas Royal, I'm chuffed a bit, so I've got 18 players to pick from at the moment, Rob, so I'm going to have a sleepless night uh, tomorrow to separate that one, but there's always something that crops up on that. Uh, but again, uh, Douglas Royal and uh, Corinthians, always a good battle. Douglas Royal have probably edged it over the last uh, two or three years, but I just think on Sunday, Corinthians can take it. Very well, those are your Manx football fixtures coming up this weekend. Well, we'll very quickly turn to FC Isle of Man. They'll be looking to continue their recent good form and they host Northwich Victoria in the NWCFL Premier Division tomorrow evening. The Ravens are currently on a run of three games unbeaten in all competitions, winning two and drawing one. They currently sit 16th in the league on 17 points. But the Manx signs visitors to the ball tomorrow, Northwich Victoria. They've enjoyed a strong campaign in the league so far. Despite defeat in midweek, the Vicks sit 6th in the table and 12 points better off than FC Isle of Man, having played two games less. 
FC Alabama versus Northwich Victoria takes place at the Bowl this Saturday, kicking off at 6pm. And if you're not heading down to the Bowl, we've got you covered on Manx Radio. We'll be providing full live match commentary on Manx Radio AM 1368 and Digital Wall. Tony, we've got about 60 seconds here. We don't have any squad news in yet for nope. FC Alabama tomorrow. But that was a huge scalp to take last weekend. 2-0 down against an excellent Congleton side at home to come back and win 3-2. Chris Bass talked about the camaraderie being exceptional in the squad at the moment. With Northwich with back-to-back defeats in the league themselves after just a recent slip in form by their standards, FC Alamann might go into this with quite a bit of confidence to get something again. I think they have to because they played really well. I thought the last game uh, last week, it was absolutely brilliant to watch, Rob, and to be 2-0 down and then to come back uh, like they did. And uh, the talisman, Furo Davies, coming good at the end again, wasn't he? But just right the way through it, Steve Whitley, I know he got man of the match, but I tell you what, you could have picked anybody there for FC Alabama last week because they competed so good. And uh, when you people look at people like Jack McVeigh, you've got Charlie Higgins in there, um, Steve Whitley, you've got Luke Murray. And as I say, I don't know how close we are to key personnel uh, coming back in the ones that sort of stood out last season and um, will make them a lot stronger but you know when you look at um you know Alex Maitland as well I think he'll be in the in the team so it's all looking good and if they can show that same performance and commitment like they did last week I think they win it we will see well uh, Tony yeah you're going to have a day of your day tomorrow aren't you another fantastic set of fixtures and then I'll see you in the commentary booth tomorrow as well absolutely Okay, we're moving on to rugby and two of the Ireland sides are heading back across the water this weekend in their respective divisions. Douglas travel to Bowdoin on Saturday in the Regional 2 Northwest, and Vagabonds, well, they face a tough task in the County's 3 ADM Langs Cheshire League at table-topping Garstang. There's also one fixture domestically in the Ravenscroft Manx Shield, having originally been three. Two have been had to be called off this week. Here with more details on the weekend is Dave Christian. Douglas, first of all, uh, they're away at Bowdoin. Now, they've had some good fortune at Bowdoin. They beat them twice last season, home and away, which always gives you a little bit of a boost coming into the match. But this season, things have been going a little bit differently. Bowdoin have, I think, uh, 1-6, lost 2, and are up in 5th place. Douglas, uh, on the other hand, haven't been going so well. They're down at the bottom end of the table, I think 3rd from the bottom. You'd normally expect, you know, with last season's results going the way they did, that uh, Douglas would be able to perhaps go over and pull something out of the bag here. And they might still do, to be fair. But it looks like Bowden have maybe picked up a couple of players in the closed season, maybe a change in the coaching. Douglas not quite on it so far, at least this season. And while they've been very, very close, you know, they picked up a losing bonus point last week against Birkenhead Park. It's just not quite enough. And uh, they're struggling a little bit at this stage of the season. Much will depend on the squad. I mean, it's looking reasonably strong and uh, pretty much unchanged. They've been waiting the return from injury from Harry Hewson and Seth Waterworth. If work schedules go, go the right way, Neil Killier and Craig McGee could well be in the mix as well. Owen Carvin and Dave Sherwin are unavailable, but uh, Stefan De Beer scored last week. He might get a nod this week too. Much will depend on what Bowden can get out. They had a big win last week. You have to predict if you're going to make one uh, in accordance with the form book and you're going to expect Douglas to come back without anything from this. So if they can come back with uh, a point or two, uh, maybe pick up a try bonus point or a losing bonus point, I think they'll be pleased with that. But obviously the players... Uh, they don't want to go out there to pick up losing bonus points. They go out there to win every week. And uh, just so far this season, it's not quite been going their way. Vagabonds face probably a little bit more of a daunting task away at Garstang. Garstang are unbeaten.
unbeaten, played 6-1-6, and Vagabonds will not be looking forward to this game, I wouldn't have thought. They'll be waiting to go away and put in a good performance, but whether or not they're capable of that, I'm not too certain. Vagabonds is pretty much unchanged from the forwards. Jack Kane, Matt Rockwell, and uh, Mitch Wells coming in in the front row. Uh, what's encouraging for me is on the bench, I'm seeing Matty Jones. Matty Jones, a linchpin of the team for the past few seasons, and Ross Pullman back in at number eight this week. Uh, Ross is a real scavenger for the ball. If he can win ball on the ground, win turnovers, and give everybody a little bit of a boost. And travelling away, we've got Cal Donnell. Uh, we haven't seen him too much on the road this season. He was uh, pretty outstanding in the game. I watched Vagabonds play against New Brighton a few weeks ago, and it's good to see him on the team sheet as well. That game is uh, going to kick off at one o'clock at Garstang. Uh, there's a little bit of a travelling issue for Vagabonds. Making the flight is going to be pretty tight. Vagabonds slipped into bottom spot in uh, ADM Counties 3. When Old Bedians and Port Sunlight played last week, Sunlight were bottom. They beat Old Bedians. Everybody shuffles up the table a little bit and Vagabonds dropped down one. So a little bit of work to do for the Vagabond squad. Uh, I'm not certain they'll get any joy at Garstang. It should be a solid home win. Domestically, the only game that's surviving at the moment is Castletown against Ramsey's Reds. That's at 2.15 at Paulson Park. The games between Ramsey Blue and Nomads Green at the Murick and Western Vikings against Eastern Barbarians, they're both postponements. In fact, Western Vikings and Eastern Barbarians has been awarded to Western Vikings. Barbarians conceded that match. Uh, Ramsey's Reds should beat Castletown, but uh, Ramsey's struggling a little bit on the uh, injury list. And uh, there's a bit of a makeshift back line. And uh, last season's second team hooker, Neil Hume, is currently on the uh, team sheet at fullback. That'll be his debut at fullback, and I'm sure he's looking forward to that. So I would imagine Castletown are going to kick the ball a lot. <laughs> Uh, just to give him a little bit of a test. Uh, but other than that, it should be a reasonably straightforward uh, win for uh, Ramsey's Reds. They're currently top of the table, but uh, Southern Nomads Whites uh, have a game in hand, and uh, that could well see them go top. But uh, that game at uh, Paulson Park down there at Castletown kicks off at 2.15. Manx Radio Sport. Dave Christian with that report there and finally this evening in hockey it's crunch time this weekend in the mixed cup competitions with the semi-finals of the three different tournaments taking place tomorrow in the mixed cup mixed plate and mixed bowl among the ties is what looks like an intriguing meeting between the respective leaders of mixed division 2 and mixed division 3 well as ever I caught up with Ben Cunningham to get his take on what's to come this weekend we'll start with the mixed cup two fixtures on Saturday the first at 12.35 and that's Castletown Celts against Vikings A yeah this one will be a real Really close game. Um, these two have met in the league, and Vikings A only just got a 3 2 win, so it'd be interesting to see how this one plays out. It might even go to flicks, who knows? But I think it'll be very close this game. And Castletown, they've pleasantly surprised you throughout this season, haven't they? Very pleasantly surprised me. They've they've been a surprise package, definitely, but when I say a surprise package, a really nice surprise package, and they've been proven to other teams that you know. We might be Castletown, but we're definitely uh, in for a fight. And the other game taking place in the Cup this weekend is at 5 past 2 pushback, and that is Bacazay against Ramsey Yeah, Bacazay, top of the Premier League against Ramsey who are down near the bottom there. I think it'll be a Bacazay win, but don't rule out Ramsey to maybe give Bacas a run for their money, but I think Bacas will have this on paper. Like you say, Ramsey maybe not doing as well as they'd like to in the league, but might this be a little bit of a time to motivate them more with the fact that there's nothing to lose in it because it's a Cup competition? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm sure they'll go full attack out at it and try and maybe 
pull off a shock win over backers, but I think it'll just be a, a step too far maybe for them just to get one over backers. And just a reminder, the cup competitions taking place this weekend, both taking place at the NSC. Then we move on to the mixed plate. This is taking place at QE2, 12.35 pushback. One semi-final because one team does have a bye elsewhere and the semi-final taking place is backers C and they take on Castletown Southerners. Yeah, and the winner of this will play Harlequins A in the final. Backers C have had a mixed bag of a season. Castletown Southerners pretty much the same as well. This one will be close I reckon but it'll be interesting to see how it really does play out I mean all these semi-finals do look really close games and as we've said before if it's all level pegging at full time it goes straight to penalty flicks and that could be the decider of every game but it'd be good to see some of them go that far but I think I'm just going to go for a backers C win here. And what makes you say that? Backers C are just slightly ahead in this league. Both teams have met in this league but I think backers C just look the stronger outfit but Castletown might shock me, who knows. And then we move on to the mixed bowl also taking place at QE2. Two semi-finals here and at 11.05 is Castletown Cushags versus Backers Colts and then it's five past two, Ramsey Ravens versus Valkyries D. Yeah, the Castle Town uh, Cushags v Backers Colts game really does look the interesting one in this one. Backers Colts are a division below Castown Cushags, but Castown Cushags are top of the league in Division 2, and then Backers Colts are top of the division in Division 3. So it's a pretty much top of the table clash between Division 2 and Division 3. I think Backers Colts might give Castown Cushags a run for their money, but I think Castown Cushags look the stronger outfit. And then in the other one, Ramsey Ravens and Valkyries D at 5 past 2. Yeah, these two in the same league as each other. Uh, Ramsey Ravens uh, second in this in their league, and Valkyries D third in the league. It'd be a close game, I reckon, but Ramsey Ravens look the stronger outfit, and I think it'll go Ramsey's way that one. There is one league fixture this weekend in mixed division two, and that's a three thirty five pushback, also at QE two, and that's Ramsey Rookies versus Viking Z. Yeah, this one I think will be interesting to see how it plays out. Ramsey Rookies, they've had good results and then they've had some unfortunate results. But then Vikings E have had the same run of form as well. So I think it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. This one, you know, as a league fixture, both teams will both definitely be going for it. And last but certainly not least, three games in the Rossborough Mixed under-15s. Yep, so the first game in this one is Castown Derby, and that's Castown Sharks against Castown Savers, and that's at Castle Russian High School. Then 11.05, we have Vikings against Ramsey Rogues and Rascals. I love saying that name. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's such a good name for a, a team. And that's at the NSC. And then at 3.35, we have Backers against Harlequins, and that's at the NSC. Manx Radio Sport. Ben Cunningham with that report there. That's all we have time for this evening. Many thanks once again to my guests this week, Tony Meppham, Dave Christian and Ben Cunningham. And just a quick reminder regarding FC Isle of Man tomorrow. If you're not heading down to the bowl to watch their game in the NWCFL Premier Division, we have you covered at Manx Radio with FC Isle of Man versus Northwich Victoria. Full live match commentary from 6pm kickoff on Manx Radio AM 1368 and digital. We'd love to have you along. Well, whatever you're doing with your Friday, have a wonderful time and also have a wonderful weekend. And thank you for joining us. Chris Kinney's up next. So until next time, it's bye for now. The nation stays.